Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Com. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggrey and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure. Hello, would be a very good shot. Hey folks, uh, we yeah. apologize for that. A bird just dropped something on Victor Hobble. <laughs> Hold on, that's good luck. Well, you know, you may not be having a very good day, but at least you didn't get pooped on by a bird during a major championship on television. Welcome in. It's a Friday and a little rainy, but uh, the weather looks okay over at the Open Championship. A little breezy, and we are happy to have you. The pigskin is here. The wizard is here, and I am here. I'm Justin. We've got some good guests coming up for you today. I think we're going to have a good Friday show. Looking forward to it. And Graham, our intern, is finally going to earn her keep, and she is going to keep us up on the Open Championship leaders. The the leader right now is an American, Brian Harmon, who is at 10 under par. Roy McElroy birdied the 18th today as he finished his round to get within nine shots of the leader. So it's one of those things. It's like uh, it's like throwing a, a thimble in the ocean, pigskin. You know but. what Rory has become? He's become Greg Norman 2.0. Because I remember Dan Jenkins would always laugh about Norman on day three. He's like, he's vaunted himself into contention. If he can go out and shoot 62, he might win. Yeah. That's always Rory. You know, it's like, you got to start sooner in these championships. Doesn't help your cause, certainly, if you... Uh, Who are you rooting for in this? I always root for Rory. But if, if not an American, I mean, an, at least an American that I like. I want to see Spieth win. I not, not, not Spieth, uh, Kepka, I'd rather. I, since I watched that thing on Netflix about Kepka, yeah. I like him a lot more. See, you and Wes are in the same boat. I actually got the opposite effect. Really? I like him less, and I didn't like him before. He's not that likable. That's no, the thing, but I am find myself rooting for him. I root for greatness. Listen, Tiger wasn't likable, but you like a guy that's just dominating yeah. everything. You know, now, Jordan. You know my feelings about him. He was great. Okay, yeah, great is great, and you know that distinguishes those people from us people. But but the thing is, I want to root for guys who aren't aloof buttholes. And Brooks Kepka is an aloof butthole, and I don't like him. I can't argue with that. I don't like Jordan Spieth because he's a whiny little bee. He yes, um, he, he really. I don't have nothing against Brian Harmon. He looks like he weighs a buck oh eight, and I love the fact that he's leading the open. And he eagled the last hole. Did you see that? Mm-mm. He had back to back to back to back birdies on the front, and on the backside he parred every hole until the last and he eagled it good grief good grief indeed so i'll be rooting for an american that i like how about stewart sink oh my goodness that is stewart right that's not like his yes, kid or his grandkid no, that's him and i still haven't forgiven him for stealing tom watson's open concur but you know what i'd love for him to win this year what is he like 72 he can't be that old because well, he was not on the senior tour when he beat tom watson the good out. thing about him when he was 25 he looked 55 that's true so now that he's like you know 58 he looks 58 well his hair care system is the same as mark zuckerberg's <laughs> uh trip to the to the closet it's the same outfit every day you know yeah. when you're bald as an early man 
look, people, I, I mean, and again, I have hair, so maybe it's just me because I do, but I do think it's a little overrated, and the the thought of getting up and not having to ever mess with it again would be, there's something to be said for that. That's time time wasted. Speaking of hair, yeah. we've got uh, Mr. Fleetwood here. Yeah, he's, he's off to a great start. He's got three people's hair. He has so much hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were showing his start in majors, and it's usually absolutely atrocious. But he got off to a good start yesterday, and he's he, right there. He in the could thick very of it. well win this thing. I, and I find myself again. I find the the Euros much more likable generally than most of the Americans. Agreed. I, and that that's always difficult in the Ryder Cup because you know we want our our side to yeah. win. And like, but I like these guys better than our like like when Davis loved the third plate. I'm like. I can't imagine any circumstances under which I would root for Davis Love the Third mm-hmm. unless he's wearing the American flag. 100%. Look, yeah. I am a Rory guy. He's probably my favorite golfer in the world. One of my favorite golfers, maybe top five of all time. For sure top five of all time. Maybe top three. Maybe number one. I don't know. But if it comes down to him and Patrick Reed to win the Ryder Cup, Rory can drop dead as far as I'm concerned. That's You have to do that. I I felt that way about Constantino Roca. Yeah. The guy that daily beat. He's a likable dude. He's an Italian former factory worker. How can you not root for that? That's every man. That clip of Hovland being pooped on, too, by the way. They brought Daly up into the booth, which is a very uh, dangerous proposition. Yes, it is. John Daly, I don't know if he's ever going to want to do that. I doubt that he would. But, man, he would be phenomenal at commentary you'd if just he need would a, do it. You'd need a dump button right next to you. Yeah. You never know what he's going to say. You're going to get real stuff. SEC recap from the week that was down at the media days. And the biggest thing today, I don't know what happened. You know how Wally gets his grudges? And you know Wally well. He's one of your congregates. Read him today. Well, listen, you need to lay hands on him. He's a little too bent out of shape about Lane Kiffin. And then to take a shot at him at the end because <laughs> he's got a girlfriend who's 20 years younger than him seemed... I thought completely out of bounds and unnecessary. Well, the the problem with this, uh, Kiffin was making news all over the country. Even a couple of Big Ten sites were talking about it. He said, no, wait a minute. The house is burning down, and the guy that helped start the fire is complaining about it. I'm like, he had like, what, 38 transfers or something? He's been playing the game. But here's the thing. I, I would I would differ with Wally on this. I don't really like Kiffin, kind of like you just said about Kepka. I feel like that about him. But everything he said is true. I mean, and we know it's true. And it is, it's not the same game. It's pay for play. This is like AAA football. It's not really college football, even though we hold on to that illusion. I didn't disagree with one thing he said. I didn't agree. And I do like Kiffin. I think he's good for the game, and I think he's good for the league, and I think it stirs a little bit of... Uh of uh, discontent with the other coaches at times, and he's not afraid to pop off at the mouth. And again, I, you know, God rest his soul, I wish he and Leach had had a chance to kind of go oh, back and that, forth that in that some could, egg bowls for years to that come. That could have been epic. Yeah, it would have been awesome. Could have been a Bo Woody rivalry. I but think you can complain about the way things are, but also you have to play the game at the same time. Yeah, everybody yeah. does. Exactly, Christian. That, that's why I wasn't really bent out of shape with what he said, and I get the criticism, I do, but... That's the world in which we live. Well, I didn't criticize him necessarily over that as much as he criticized him over being boring or he not. He just mailed him. it in. He said he didn't even try. He did look like he just got out of bed throwing some clothes and came. I don't know what was going on with his I hair. I did like Wally's line about the suit. Like he just put some suit on, didn't do anything with his hair, and I'm like, well, okay, I thought okay. he looked fine outside of his hair being jacked up yesterday. But again, that's that's a pretty minor thing. But Wally <laughs> basically ridiculed him, well, Wally beat him, Wally killed like, him. Wally doesn't like him. <laughs> ridiculed him, beat him, and then killed him. And then, for good measure, he decided to pee on his grave. I didn't see the point of the shot at the 27-year-old girlfriend at the end of the column today. And, again, Lane Kiffin is not here to be your entertainment all the time. Let Sam Pittman be the star of the show and the most likable guy. Kiffin can be funny some other time. Yeah. And he'll, he'll take shots during the season. He is good copy. Yes. And in the industry in, in which you find yourself, that's important. I will say this about Kiffin. This is potentially, not at his own peril, but it certainly isn't a positive thing if you're a player, a potential player at Ole Miss, and he's not 100% on board on NIL guys making whatever they can get. That is kind of the way it works now. And I think if you're a smart coach, and I do think Kiffin's a smart guy, there it doesn't behoove you in any way, shape, or form no, sir. to ridicule the process which we are dealing with now and stuck with, which is the NIL. It is, it is the way it's going to be. Now, it may be tweaked, and they may change things to make it a somewhat more level playing field. I don't think they'll ever cap the money, but it is a little bit concerning. And look, we see it every day. I mean, there are things that, you know, we got to do in early NIL days that we're not going to be able to do anymore. This collective where guys are just basically getting money out of yeah. a pot that they've gathered, yeah. 
is it makes it impossible for guys like us or makes it harder for guys like us to be able to attract these NIL guys. It's like, because it used to be like, hey, we can offer you some money. And they'd be like, that's great. We've never gotten money offered before. <laughs> and honestly, some of the stuff we offer, I mean, as a college student, I would have jumped at the chance. As a guy who makes a decent living now, I would jump at the chance to make some of this money. And these guys are doing so well, they don't give a crap. They're like, yeah, we're good. Thanks. So a few weeks ago, Richard Davenport invited an interloper to join us on our dog walks. It was Rick Jones, oh, the, the former Greenwood coach, who's now up there as the special advisor to Eli Drinkwitz. Okay. And I asked him, I said, Coach, I said, I don't really understand all the comings and goings of the NIL. Is the school involved? Is the school not involved? Is it boosters? Is it a collective? Is it blah, blah, blah? I said, walk me through it. We got plenty of time. He spent about 20 minutes on it, and I think I understand less about it now than I did before. It's really complicated, and he said, you know, the schools act like they're not involved in it. He said, the schools are involved Of in course it. they are. Okay, it's just, but nobody wants to cop to anything, and I think that's part of Kiffin's frustration with this thing. We know that this is completely spinning out of control, but at the same time, as Christian said, we got to play the game. I don't like it. But this is what it is, and that's I think everybody realizes it. Everybody, or at least I guess we're accepting of it now, is that we're all going to play the game like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're doing. That's a good biblical illusion. Good job. G- G- Jesus said that. We're t- I like him. He's got yeah. a lot of good sayings. Jesus had nothing to do with the NIL, though. He Let said, us say that. I don't think he would have been on board with this. Anyway, it's, uh, it is, it is kind of gross. In fact... It's worse than professional sports in the fact that with professional sports out, out front, up front. Yeah. Well, no, no it's right. not even that. It's that you have to play under a salary cap. Mm-hmm. You can only Unless like your baseball. Well, then you pay you, a luxury, pay a luxury tax, tax. But that's fine. yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, look, if right. Alabama wants to pay a luxury tax, whoever's going over. I'm not saying Alabama's. I'm just <laughs> I just pulled them out of a hat. A um, and M. Uh, let's just say they're paying over. I mean, that's fine. Let them pay a luxury tax. It'll go back to the other schools. I'm okay with that. Mm. But it's worse because, again, there is no free agency, really. There's no rules that have to be abided by. It's like if a kid wants to jump for more money, he can do it. it think about what it would be like in professional sports if this morning, um, who's the best player in the NBA? Let's just say Victor Wenbenyama wakes up today and goes, hey, guys, sorry, the Bulls okay. said they're going to pay me twice as much as you're paying I'm me. Gone. I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Th- that would be horrific, and that would be the end of professional sports. You couldn't operate like that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what's happening in college sports pure, right now. Pure chaos. It is wild. It is. That's basically what it is. Far worse than professional sports. And you're technically not supposed to be able to talk to a player that's on another team currently, right? But everybody does but it. They yeah, do it. You do it anyway. I know it happens. I know it I know. for a fact. So here's the thing. I ha- I know for a fact that UCA, who I cover closely, obviously, has had players that have been courted by other schools while they're on campus because they've had success at a lower level and they're like this kid could really help us out well sometimes they say no and sometimes eventually they get talked into it and maybe they end up somewhere else so the rules have been violated because they were approached my point is Mm -hmm. if it's happening there how much do you think it's happening at a power five school where they can pay a kid whatever they want to pay and they see him over here doing it not at the fcs level at the power five level they're like, this dude, Johnny Smith, is a can't-miss proposition. We need a guy that plays corner. He can play corner. We have the money to pay him. Let's go get him tomorrow. They Don't be- give me this crap about how they're not contacting him. Well, I know you're saying they're not supposed to, but we all know what's going on. It is the wild, wild west times ten. Think I'm back to you. Shouldn't there be repercussions for people doing so? Well, there should be, but there aren't. Uh, Here's the problem. Nobody is going to turn anybody else yeah. in because of they're some sort of code also. of ethics. No, even if they're not doing it, because if you're an FCS school, you're not pulling guys out of True. the Power Five, and you're not pulling kids from other schools necessarily. You may have a conversation if you through a coach, or you might hear, "Hey, this guy's not happy. You know, would you be interested in him?" Whatever, but it's not the same thing as a Power Five guy, you know, pulling a, a kid from the FCS or another Power Five school. But it is because they they just don't turn each other in for whatever reason. Out of some, it, that's what it's going to take is schools turning each other in to limit that because people don't want to get burned by it. But until somebody casts the first die, it's never going to happen. No but, one wants to be the school that does that because you're kind of screwing the kid in that process. True. Yes, to some and you're doing the very thing that you're trying to drop dime on somebody else for doing. Think about Iowa. They had a world-class defense last year. One of the worst offenses I've ever seen in 50 years plus of watching college football. So what did they do? They poach Michigan's quarterback 
who got hurt and lost his job last year. So now Michigan's quarterback and Michigan's tight end will be starting for Iowa this year. And they will be significantly better. But there was already uh, the, the fix was in when he was still on Michigan's roster. They were reaching out to him. You know they were. They won't be significantly better because okay. Brian Ferentz is still yeah, calling, the call, calling the play. Well, but this guy can actually complete a three-yard pass, so he'll be Joe Namath compared to Spencer Petrus. We'll see. I have my doubts. I do, too. Back I, ho- to I, hope he's, I hope he's terrible, but, you know, anyway. Obviously, at least one week, right? One week. Do you guys do play Iowa this year? No, in the, in the Big Ten Championship after we beat Ohio State. Okay, good luck with that. Uh, here's Kiffin on the NIL issue. The challenge on the roster um, is because of the different windows that you don't know what you have, you don't know what you're losing. You know, I mean, think about it this way. I mean, imagine in professional sports, really, I'm going to give you another window because grad transfers can still leave. They can leave in training camp. So imagine, like, in professional sports, which again, we are, so as far as it is with players that you're coaching a player in camp and then they go, you know what, I don't like the way you're coaching me. I've graduated, so I'm going to go. I'm going to play for another team. Um, you know, and teams know that. I mean, people pre-portal and, um, you know, they know who's who's going in. They know who's graduated. So you're really dealing with that, too. And that messes kids up. I say, like, it's really challenging for a kid. He's working out with his team in the off season, but then other schools are calling him about going there and him being fully invested when, hey, the strength coach yells at me or I don't like this, where I am on the depth chart and I can, deal, I can go, I can leave. You know, that's not really a good setup and there's a reason. I feel like in college sports, we usually always look at professional sports as like, okay, let's learn. They're usually ahead of us. You know, when it comes to systems and rules of the play, you know, um, on game day. So we usually copy them. And in this situation, it's like they have this model that works about free agency windows, about long-term contracts. Um, again, like I said, look at all those great players. They just leave at any time during training camp. And for whatever reason, we, our model is not at all near theirs. So it's very, it's very difficult. And um, and you got dynamics in locker rooms too. Again, these players talk; they know what players get paid. And you got dynamics around the country. Well, wait, I've been here, I've made these plays, and that guy just got here, and he's going to make more money than me. So, <clears throat> again, not a good setup. Not a good setup, indeed. And he admitted it. I mean, it's, I like it. First of all, he said it is pro sports. He's right. Secondly, he said other schools are calling. He, he didn't call him out by name, but he admits it. I mean, let's just get it out on the record. I mean, mm-hmm. other schools, there is no policing of schools poaching players at all. It is not initially the player reaching out in more than half the time. I would bet you it is a school contacting him and saying, hey, if you're not happy there, how would you like to come play for us? The interesting thing about him going off and complaining, you know who his starting quarterback is probably going to be this year? Mm. Jackson Dart? No. Transfer? Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. So he's doing the very thing he just decried. That's pot, kettle, black. So anyway. I I, didn't know he went to Ole Miss, to be honest. Yeah, he's at Ole Miss, and he was pretty good at Oklahoma State. Yeah, he was. I can only take from the uh, commentary from Lane Kiffin that he did not reach out to the kid. The kid reached out to him. Well, I'm right. kidding. Yeah, that's, <laughs> obviously that's, who knows. that's funny. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it would be hard for him to sit there and not be a complete hypocrite if you know you reached out to the kid and said, hey, how would you like to... And look, here's the deal. There are talented backups around the country. I mean, I shudder to even mention this, but I'm going to say it. Say it. Chris Will. I mean, uh. Arkansas finally got a a backup quarterback. And now the pro- the deal for him is obviously he walked into a situation he understood. KJ Jefferson's the man and you're going to be backing right. him up for a year and then you get to play for your home state school as the start of the following year. Mm-hmm. You better believe, at least I would guess, that if he for some reason they bring in another quarterback and for some reason he doesn't win the job in the spring, mm, probably got to mm-hmm. got to be concerned about him sticking around, right? That's just the way it is. And he got caught behind a, a generational talent at UNC in, right. in May. May's going to be probably the first quarterback off the board in next year's draft. Caleb Williams. 
is probably going to be. I don't it's know. I don't know that he translates better to the league than May, Christian. You're always telling me they were good in college. You're not going to be good in the NBA. I think Williams is good in college. I don't think he's going to be that good in the in the NFL. Oh, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think they're both going to be good, though. We'll see. Obviously, they're a little different. They're different guys, but they're both. At this point, I would take May. I think he's got a better arm. He's got a better body. He's he's a bigger dude, but right. Um, Anyway, more on Kiffin. Here's his one wisecracker he was talking about was boosters. I am not about to start putting rankings out on boosters (laughs) (laughs) from top to bottom in the conference. God, I want to so bad, though. <laughs> the commissioner said, remember, we've grown a lot, and you don't have to respond to every question, you know, to show everybody you have the answer. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that on this situation. Um, but like I said kind of before, you want to look at the best the best booster that's in the country, and eventually the best, the schools that have the most money that decide to pay the players the most, just look at recruiting rankings the next few years. And that, that'll give you your answer. Because again, it is what it is, guys, and you can't fault them. You had 18-year-old kids deciding where to go. The number one thing they decide on is money, their salary. I mean, I think you guys would have done that when you are 18. So, I mean, you can't fault them. Why do you see some kids going, why is that kid going way over there? Well, he's going there because he's making more money. So, um, you can't fault them for that. That's the setup that they're in. I don't know how you can do anything but praise Lane Kiffin for, for being the truth teller at SEC Media Days. Anybody who ridicules him because he wasn't funny enough, I think, is missing the point. He said all the things that people don't want to admit, and he said it very plainly and clearly without any editing and any softening of the blow, he came out and said it clearly. They're pros, they're going places for money, and schools are contacting kids before the kids are contacting them when they want a change of, of scenery. And those are all the things that people have been concerned about, but you got a top-level coach admitting it and talking about it clearly and plainly. Contrast that with Saban this time last year, whining about Texas A&M having a better class than him, and then ripping the Alabama boosters for not ponying up more. The, it's the nature of the beast at that's, this point. That's it. It's got, to, it's got to get under control. And unfortunately, we're going to turn to Congress to try to fix it. Yeah, that'll fix it. But I will say this. They are a half step ahead of the NCAA. Well, I heard RJ saying he's working with Texas legislators on this. So That concerns me also. Yes, sir? <laughs> I'm not sure there's a way to fix it. Like, how do you stop a kid from wanting to transfer? You can't. You have Well, you, the well, same way you do everything. You put Chris, rules on it. Well, you can't. You can transfer you can't once, right? The same way you do it with everything. You can't do a JT Daniels and play for five different schools. The same way you do with everything. That's right. You have penalties that are significant and enforceable. Because I guarantee you, if a school is going to be suspended, or they're not going to be able to recruit for a year, or they have significant penalties, they will knock the crap off. But that's what it's going to take. Well, here's the other thing. You've got to enforce these things for it to have any efficacy at all. True. If you don't enforce it, the law doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, the NCAA picks and chooses their battles a little bit strangely in all of our minds, and so I certainly don't count on them to handle it. So it's going to take someone else who actually has some balls and some brains, which they have neither. Uh, it's 10:28. we got to hit a timeout. We'll get an update from what's going on at the Open Championship in a bit. Speaking of, po- I mean, speaking of uh, people changing s- scenery... Uh, Shane Beamer spoke yesterday, too, and they've got now Dow Loggins on staff as the OC, and Arkansas's former best tight end is now playing tight end for South Carolina. I don't think I like that. I don't either. Um, I don't know who reached out to whom, but in any way... <laughs> Lane Kiffin. Follow, follow the, uh, the trail of breadcrumbs, folks. I think you can probably follow where we're headed with this, or at least I am, pretty clearly, pretty plainly, and without any, any reservation. Uh, but we'll hear from Shane Beamer coming up in a bit. On the other side, we're going to visit with our buddy Reed again. Just a last uh, quick uh, detail plug on the Great Arkansas Beer Festival and the Rock City Margarita Festival, all under one roof, all in perfect conditions. Although it is going to be pretty nice tomorrow. It's going to be around 90 degrees. Looks like a fantastic Saturday. So if you are afraid to get out because it's too hot, well, guess what? You're getting a break tomorrow. So join us at the convention center tomorrow. We'll get you details on that. And also encourage you to snap up your tickets today because the price goes up tomorrow. I forever be a beggar whose golden dreams will not come true.
True Service Community Federal Credit Union presents your Razor Aug update during Out of Bounds. True Service has a vacation now and pay later offer and receive up to $3,000 for your next vacation. This is Sports Center. The drawn out saga surrounding the Washington Commanders. Service in Little Rock has issued a flash flood warning for Central Pulaski County and Central Arkansas, East Central Saline County and Central Arkansas, until 1.30 p.m. at 10.29 a.m. Doppler radar indicated thunderstorms producing heavy rain across the warned area. Between 1 and 2 inches of rain have fallen already this morning. With this next wave of rainfall, additional amounts of 1 to 2 inches are possible in the warned area. Flash flooding is ongoing or expected to begin shortly. Hazard, flash flooding caused by thunderstorms. Source, radar. Impact, flash flooding of small creeks and streams, urban areas, highways, streets and underpasses as well as other poor drainage and low-lying areas. Some locations that will experience flash flooding include Little Rock, North Little Rock, Benton, West Little Rock, Bryant, Downtown Little Rock, Southwest Little Rock, Shannon Hills, Argenta, Otter Creek, Mabelvale, Geyer Springs, State Fairgrounds, Salem in Saline County, Sweet Home, Alexander, Kamek Village, Baseline, Bauxite and Vimy Ridge. Turn around, don't drown when encountering flooded roads. Most flood deaths occur in vehicles. Be aware of your surroundings and do not drive on flooded roads. Expensive fines. You can't go to your friend's wedding because that also costs money. And your insurance rates could increase. See? We didn't have to use law enforcement sirens after all. Getting a speeding ticket has consequences. Sooner or later, speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. All About Tire & Brake Tire Pros makes automotive service and tire buying simpler, always treating customers like family. All About Tire & Brake Tire Pros is family-owned and operated, built on honesty and friendly service. Stop in today to shop our wide selection of Continental and General Tires, all backed by a nationwide warranty. All About Tire & Brake Tire Pros, service like your daddy used to get. Stop in today or online at allabouttireandbrake.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. Big things happening at Guatney Chevrolet. They have all kinds of deals to entice you to come out and buy one of their new vehicles. Guatney Chevrolet has a lot of 2024s headed towards Jacksonville right now, so they have to get rid of the 2023s. That's why they're enticing you with so many great deals. Go to the website, guatneychevrolet.com. Take a look at all the deals, all the incentives. For example, right now, a Silverado 1.9% finance. If you're in the market for a truck, the Silverado is a great option for you with a great financing choice. Also, they're going to pay top dollar for that vehicle you're driving right now. Guatney wants to make a deal with you. They are still paying top dollar for quality cars, trucks, and SUVs. So head to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville and let them do a little wheeling and dealing. Drive away with the brand new 2023 as they get ready to bring in the 2024s at Guatney Chevrolet. Welcome back in the zone. Got a question for us? Ask it live on fan feedback on our text line at 501-661-1037. Or hit us up on Twitter at JustinAkery7, at Wes underscore more, and at Seaweaver1037. And we'll do our best to answer it for you. There's only one real UT. One right shade of orange. There you go, Josh Heupel, the former Oklahoma quarterback, talking trash now as the Tennessee head coach regarding Texas coming into the league. Now, when somebody says UT, you think Texas. Yeah, typically, I guess I would first. That's like people who call um, South Carolina SC for short. 
Or USC? I think of USC. I'm like, come on, folks. You're not SC. You're South Carolina. I will say Tennessee, Texas is a lot closer. True. Um, Maybe they should be TU. Tulane would be upset about that. Anyway, former SEC member, Christian. Put some respect on that name, son. Anyway, we uh, are back here in the zone on a Friday, and it is kind of a crappy, rainy, dark day. Tomorrow is going to be not that, and it's going to be very comfortable to move out and about. Last year, I think, uh, we were roughly about the surface of the sun temperature when we were going to the Great Arkansas Beer Festival. This year, we're going to get a break. So if you had any trepidation about getting out in the heat, well, guess what? You're getting a big break tomorrow, not to mention the whole thing's inside, for God's sakes. Don't be a wuss. Let's go have some fun, shall we? Our buddy Reed Llewellyn is on the phone. One last uh, visit with him before tomorrow. And, Reed, we're all looking forward to the big event. And I just want to make sure we get all the details out for folks who want to know what is going on and what they need to do and as I said before the break, you better get your tickets before tomorrow if you want to get the deal of the day. Absolutely, and thanks for having me on as always, guys. So, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Tickets are still just uh, 40 bucks today. Uh, that's going to go up tonight at midnight. They go up to $45 online. And then if you feel like waiting uh, and just paying here at the door, that's going to be fine. Uh, but there'll be $50 at the door. And, of course, that's based on availability. Um, you know, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but I think that this is, um, you know, probably going to be our, our biggest one that we've done yet. So um, excited there. If this is something that you really want to do, I'd say save yourself the money and, and try to grab them now. And we look forward to seeing you, right? Very much so. Well, if variety is a spice of life, you get the spiciest darn festival going, my friend. I think so. And, yeah, you know, another one there, yeah, 30, over 35 restaurants and bars from around here in Central Arkansas that are going to put their, you know, take on a margarita together for us. Um, and, and I think that's so fun because you have everything from just really good classic margaritas you know, all the way up to, you know, the prickly pear or, uh, you know, whatever these different fun flavors are, you know, poblano, pineapple, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so it's super cool, uh, you know, to go in and try all these things and sample them and kind of go from one to the next. And, you know, hopefully you find a new place that you can visit. And then on the beer side, you know, something that we've done uh, almost 10 years now, we've got, you know, over 100 breweries from across the United States that have sent products to Little Rock for this event. And, you know, we had an article come out on the Chive the year before last, and it lists this as one of the top ten beer festivals in the entire country. And, you know, I know that there's some that are much, much larger out there, but I think for the value and the variety and just the way it's all put together, I think we do deliver uh, a pretty good one. And so, you know, again, variety is the spice of life, and that's that's kind of what we hang our hat on here. And so I'll say this, I've said it a million times, but if you can buy some of these products either at a tap room or on a shelf in Arkansas, you're going to be able to try them here. And so if there's something out there that you're curious about, you know, come on out here, sample it, you know, try some of your old favorites, find some new things, and I think that's what makes it so much fun. I just want to reiterate, too, that for those of you who have not been and you don't have an anticipation or expectation or understanding of what we're talking about as far as the size and the scale of this thing, don't be trying to go upstairs to the Wally Allen Ballroom because this thing wouldn't fit in there, not even close. So you got to head downstairs. We're in the big room, in the big room, Reed. And as far as people getting in and out, you got any tips for that? And also, I know you want to mention our friends at the Marriott for those who want to make a night of it. Yeah, yeah, great point. Those kind of segue together. Um, so you're going to enter in through the Marriott entrance this year. Uh, in the past, we've used the big glass atrium, but the State House is undergoing a really big facelift i think everybody's going to love to see some of the new public areas but that atrium is currently under construction so we'll have signs over there so if you make your way down there we'll just point you up the road to the marriott but you'll enter in through there and then exactly like you said we still have a handful of rooms left in our great arkansas room block so you all are wanting to make an evening of it you know come out spend some time whether it's the river market or argenta and you know just enjoy what i think is probably going to be a low humidity pretty amazing evening after the fact um you know like i said grab yourself a room there and and then it all, you know, just becomes a little a little staycation right here at the end of summer, you know. And also, for those of you who are going to get out and about, and there are many of them, before the Chicks concert on Saturday night, this would be a great pregame because there is food available there, but you can also get your beverages and all at a low price. And uh, we start at 5, and by the time we're wrapping up, the Chicks will just probably be a little bit from yeah. going on stage. So it actually times out nicely for those who are going to the concert. No, I think you're right. I believe the opening act for the Chicks is either a 7.30 or 8 o'clock opener. So, yeah, literally, you know, come in here, pregame a little bit. We will have the fine folks at Pat's Kitchen flinging just some, you know, all kinds of good food. They always do a wonderful job. And then, like you said, enjoy all the drinks, you know, hugs and high fives and all this and that, and then make your way over to the concert. Or, you know, if the Chicks is not your thing, then, like I said, you know, we've got 
so many of our, our participants are, are located in Argenta or, you know, up the road on Kavanaugh or down here in the river market, you know, pick one and, and go visit and have some fun out there. And I think, yeah, you know, you got a lot of good options for the after party. No doubt. Well, listen, buddy, I will see you tomorrow. Um, what time do you expect people to start lining up? They get there pretty early typically to be uh, one of the first folks in? Yeah, good question. Yeah, we'll have folks show up usually as early as about 3 or 3.30, and then by 4 o'clock or a little after, you know, we've got a line, and, and it'll only grow until 5. Of course, you know, the stroke of 5 will open all the doors, and we get everyone in really quick. Yeah. There's not a lot of standing around once it hits. But, you know, if you don't want to be at the back of the line, I'd get there, you know, 4, maybe 4.15, probably gives you plenty of time to check IDs and all that sort of stuff. No doubt. All right, buddy. Well, I will see you tomorrow. I appreciate the time. We're looking forward to it, and uh – Again, there's links on the Buzz website, 1037thebuzz.com, to get your tickets today. Save yourself a few bucks. And again, there is a charity angle to this, too, with money going to the Ronald McDonald House. And it is not not an insignificant amount, either. So I really applaud you and your partners for uh, making that a key part of this as well. So there'll be uh, some folks from there, I'm sure, helping serve tomorrow and representing the house well. And we're looking forward to being a part of that as well. Oh, yeah, the Red Shoe Crew will be here in full force, and, and we love them to death. So thankful for them, and, and you guys as well, man. It's, it's, it's another great year. We're excited for it, and thanks again. Y'all are the best. Oh, shucks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, that's <laughs> see you guys. Reed Llewellyn. We'll see him over at the State House tomorrow. It's pouring rain outside today, and we were up at the uh, Women's All Pro Tour in Conway the other day. Pigskin it was nice to talk to some aspiring, young, talented golfers. The morning guys were up there today, mm-hmm. and uh, it, was a, it was a cool event. It's really neat that the, the city of Conway has embraced it. I love what's happening up there. I was told that every single player who requested a place to stay, like a host family, was granted that. And that is very uncommon, apparently. Oh, yeah. They said the other day they were up in uh, maybe somewhere in the northeast, and it was less than 10%, I think, of the, of oh, the young the ladies. the Yankees aren't that friendly. This just in. Yeah. There you go. But it's good to see the city embrace it. I really like that. It's become... I uh, heard a couple of the interviews this morning. There was a girl from Harvard and uh, one from UCF and some others. Yeah, it, it's exciting. All right. So we talked about poaching in the first segment a little bit. Not poaching eggs for breakfast. No, they're delicious, Players. though. I, I love po- a good poached egg. My grandfather's favorite preparation. This is, uh, we had Lane Kiffin, the truth teller, earlier. This is Shane Beamer, who is telling his truth about Dow Loggins, the former Razorback, and Trey Knox, the former Razorback, who's now a Gamecock. I really like Trey in Columbia, so I get it. Um, Dow has been fantastic. I've known Dow for a long time uh, when he was in the NFL. I think I met him at the Senior Bowl when I was an assistant coach at South Carolina previously, so 2007-8. He was with the Tennessee Titans at the time. Met him at a Senior Bowl practice, and we've just always kept in touch. Wherever he was coaching, I would always just try and go visit just to pick his brain and watch practice. So I went to Miami when he was in Miami. I went to Chicago when he was in Chicago. I went to Nashville when he was here with the Titans. So I knew what kind of person he was and how smart he was on the offensive side of the ball. And then the other thing that attracted me to him was he's not a guy that's been in the NFL his entire career and is set on this is how we have to do things because this is how we do it in the NFL. He spent two years in college not and also a few months on Penn State staff where he saw, quote-unquote, the college-type offenses and, and uh, how – College, college, the college game is different, just hash marks and, and the field and whatnot. So being able to attack it. So that, being able to marry the NFL background with the college background really attracted me to him, not to mention the kind of person he is. And he's been better than I even imagined him being as a coach, as a recruiter, as a person. He's got an awesome family, he and his wife Beth, and couldn't be more excited about them being in Columbia. And then same thing with Trey Knox as well. I uh, remember playing against, coaching against Trey last season when we played Arkansas in week two and what a problem he presented defenses because of his size and athleticism and Dow was his position coach there at Arkansas and did a great job with him helping develop him as a tight end and excited about the leadership, the talent and the energy level that Trey has already brought to our football team. I want to say something mean but I can't. I really like Trey Knox too as a person and so I I wish he was still wearing a Razorback uniform. There were some people who were pretty critical of a couple of plays that he didn't make last year, but I thought the guy's upside, I think the guy's upside is huge. I think he will be an NFL tight end. Really? Yep. Uh, I think he definitely possesses the the size and athletic ability to do so. But I'm not sure if he How are Hog fans going to feel if he scores the winning touchdown against us this year? 
Do we play South Carolina? Don't play them, thank what, God. What, what if we did? Yeah, that would be disappointing or upsetting or concerning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was double-checking my math on that. I was like, they don't play South Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe in the SEC title game. Yes. Maybe, um, actually, what would be better is if we watched the monkeys fly out of your butt, because that's more likely. That would be good TV. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. No, nobody, nobody is going to see South Carolina and Arkansas in the SEC championship game either, so that's okay. Anyway... I uh, I don't dislike Beamer at all, and I really liked his dad. I respect his dad. Um, his dad was like a magical being. He took nothing and made it into something, you know, with special teams and defense and grit. And it was hard to root against those Virginia Tech teams. They were really they were impressive. It's uh, I just don't like the way the whole. I don't know what played out exactly, but I have my suspicions about the way the Trey Knox thing played out. You know out. exactly what happened, and nobody likes that. You're right. But I think again, going back to the opening segment, that's that's the situation. Par for in. the course. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Speaking of par for the course, we'll get an update from the Open Championship on the other side from our resident intern Graham. Um, so I told her she could either give us a golf update or go out go outside, and she said, <laughs> "You know what? I'll work on a golf update." So we'll do that coming up. It's ten forty six, and you are in the zone. And we will hear uh, the update. Who's leading? How are the Arkansas guys doing? There are four of them in the contingent. And uh, take a look at the cut line, too. I think that was about two plus two, maybe, was what I heard earlier today. So we'll see how that uh, how it goes. And But the leader's at 10 under, so there's some work to be done for most of the field. Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. Hey y'all, Dr. Grant Dennis here with the Specific Chiropractic Centers and Everbowl. Ever think to yourself, why does everything that tastes so good have to be so bad for me? Well, at Everbowl, we whip up tasty acai bowls and smoothies every day that are packed with antioxidants, fiber, and other naturally nutritious goodness to help fuel you throughout your day, and they are actually good for you. Our bowls are vegan, dairy-free, and good for your busy, active, and healthy lifestyle during these hot summer months. Hey, come swing in, cool off with Everbowl, mention Dr. Grant, and you'll get a special promotional offer We're in between the Pleasant Ridge Shopping Center in between Santo Coyote and Numa. Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. Hey, here's my card. What are we looking for today? Here's my Come card. Inside. Want to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy on Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on Shark Week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Have something to say to 1037 The Buzz? Say it all on the Ask Your Wrecker and Recovery Why Fan Feedback. Comment your suggestions, ask your questions, and sell your opinions. All on the Asher Wrecker and Recovery Why Fan Feedback. Ask for Asher. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class, respected products, and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing under. Megatron, I picked up the buzz on the radio. I'm a big fan of Watney Unplugged. I listen to it at 9 a.m. every Saturday myself. Watch this, I can turn into a Watney punch truck. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Wes Moore. 
Let me tell you about the Summer of 1,000 Engagements. It's happening right now at Robert Irwin Jewelers. It's the number one place to buy diamond engagement rings. You'll get more choices. They make custom designing your engagement ring risk-free and easy. And you get peace of mind with the meant-to-be guarantee. Buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you'll have 365 days to return it. You have it your way. If you can dream it, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make it happen. Robert Irwin Jewelers, they've been in business since 1977. And now, during the summer of 1,000 engagement sales, save up to 40% off ready-to-wear diamond rings. Ask her now, pay later with financing like 24-month deferred interest, or take up to 60 months to pay at a low APR. McKay Mall in North Little Rock, and brand new, Pleasant Ridge Town Center next to Fresh Market. Welcome back to The Zone in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network with Justin Eckery and Wes Moore. Standing in line to see the show tonight and there's a light on, heavy glow. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there, waiting for... All right. Pigskin, what should I play for an open championship background music for Graham here? Something from the Beatles, you think? Well, it's Liverpool. It's almost got to be the Beatles. What's a good song to get you set for a golf score rundown? Strawberry Fields Forever. Forever? Yeah. Or you could play Jerry and the Pacemakers, uh, Ferry Across the Mersey. Merseyside, that's what they call those Liverpudlians. All right, let's go to our intrepid reporter in the. Uh... Let me take you down, cause I'm going to. All right, Graham, listen, you've been interning here for a few weeks now. I hope you can pull this off. I need the scores from the top of the leaderboard. I need to know. Well, I've already heard what the cut line is, so I won't put the pressure on you. I don't know if you saw that or not. Well, but... I think the cut line last I saw was plus three. Oh, plus three. That's good news. I think it changed. John Rahm was hanging around there. He's He's got some work to do. Leaders at 10 under. Let's get into the top of the leaderboard, and then we'll get into the Arkansas contingent. Um, so top five in first place is Brian Harmon shooting under 10. And then second place is Anton Rosner shooting under five. And then there's a tie. Let's, see, for- let's, let's do this. Five under. Five under? Five under. I don't know my golf lingo. So I know. I'm, that's what we're going to teach you. That's gonna, good. I learn. can't have you going back to Oklahoma State. <laughs> in, in your internship, that's you didn't a, learn that's that. That's a big golf center, Oklahoma State. Yeah. 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 they got a great program. Yeah. Powerhouse. Victor mm-hmm. Hovland got crapped on today. Did you hear that? Ricky or Fowler. Yeah. yeah. Setting. It is. But, you know, that's if that's the worst thing that happens to him. That's not bad. Listen, I don't care if a bird poops on me every day if I make the cut at the Open Championship. Well, and plus his caddy probably had three or four towels, so they could think so. towel off. Yeah. Okay, so who else is uh, under par? There is a tie for third right now for Jordan Spieth and then Tommy Fleetwood, and they are shooting four under par. Four under par, that's good. I like um, I like Fleetwood a lot. I think we both do. He's got the, the flowing locks, and I don't like Spieth because he's a whiny baby. I've never rooted for Spieth at anything. Yeah. I don't. Okay. Uh, and then for fifth place, there's a tie with Min Woo Lee, and he has moved up 27 places. Wow. Yeah. And then. Um, what a man, what a man, what a man. What a mighty good man, Wu Lee. He's tied with Shu Shu Hankar Sharman Sharma. Oh yeah. Doing my best with that. That's okay. These international names are always fun. Yes. (laughs) And they're shooting three (laughs) under par, um, tied for fifth. And then for our Arkansas ties, we have Zach Fisher, who is in 48th place, and he is shooting plus two. Let's just say he is plus two. You don't have to say shooting. Just he's plus two. That's good. He's plus two. Don't roll your eyes at me. We're on the same (laughs) team here. I'm trying to help. I appreciate it. My God, if I wanted people to roll their eyes at me, I'd get married again. <laughs> Carry on. David Lingmurth. David Lingmurth, yes. the Swede, former yes. Razorback. Where's he? 69th place, plus three. And then Taylor Moore is 80th place, plus four. And John Daly is tied at 143rd, plus 12. Oh, John Daly is not making the cut. Let's leave him in the booth no. for the rest of the weekend, though. Maybe they'll yeah. give him a check and... He can have some fun up there. That would really liven up golf commentary for sure. Uh, I like all that. Zach Fisher leading the Arkansas-related contingent. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, pigskin. He is a Benton uh, or Bryant resident. He no plays kidding. primarily at Pleasant Valley, I'm told. But 
He didn't hear the story the other day. So Kerry, no, he was playing it. at Maumelle the other day. Uh-huh. And Kerry Maddox went up to him and he said, he said, how are you, man? He says, I'm good. He says, so what's your next tournament? He said, um, the Open. So I'm going from the Maumelle Country Club to the Open. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Kerry said, I, I felt bad that I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. And I'm like, well, mm. why would you? I don't even know how he qualified. So we're actually going to get him on next week one day. Good. We haven't had him on. But I actually texted him. He was in uh, in England, and he texted me back. I was like, I love this dude. What a magical experience he's having. He had a hole-in-one during his practice round, too. Man. There's a sign of good things That's to crazy. come. Anyway, I'll be pulling for him. All right, how about some Asher Record live fan feedback? I agree with this. Football Fanatics says, with the recent NFL and college baseball betting scandals, what are the odds there will be college football betting scandals this fall? For this guy, it's like saying pigskin won't preach the gospel on Sundays at church. It's going <laughs> to happen. Yeah, I think it's a safe bet that there will be a football betting scandal of some form or fashion before the year is out. Matter of time. Well, didn't, was it Iowa or Iowa State or both have some both. sort of mm-hmm. scandals? Yes, they were betting that Iowa wouldn't score a touchdown until week eight. Yes. They were almost right. They were. Yeah. They were also betting that uh, Iowa State would stink, and they were right about that one, too, unfortunately. So is Campbell going to get that turned around or not? Um, it's weird because they were doing great, and then all of a sudden they, t- they took a Last step back. Last three years, he's fallen off the map, and he was great before. Beat yeah. Oklahoma at Norman. And oh, they were so worried Ohio State or somebody good was going to steal him. I know. Not now. No, not now. Um, I think uh, not this year. They're going to be awful this year, I'm told, uh. by those in the know. But nobody cares around here. Quarterback matters a lot. And when you lost Brock Purdy, you kind of lost quite a bit there. Yeah. Even though he was up and down in college. Yeah, go figure. He's going to be better in the NFL than he was in college. This person says, just let her talk the rest of the show. Yeah, Justin. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> if you keep giving me some good information, I will let you keep talking. There, Graham. Uh, Christian sound needs to be turned up or something. Christian, you sound fine to me, but I don't know. Bump your bump your sound a little he's bit. He's just soft spoken, is all. Well, he's an, he's an understated guy. He's the opposite of like uh, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> this guy Atomic Hog. Since under NIL, they're now paying players. Couldn't they require the athlete to sign a two, three, or four year contract tying the athletes down to the program for a time period, or make it contingent with a scholarship and make the scholarship a minimum two or three years? I just well, don't think that would work. We already have to play three years in the uh, collegiate ranks. I don't think you can make it stay there. Make them stay there though. It's not like you sign a contract and then you're stuck at the school. Like you can't get a trade. They're not going to be like, hey, we'll give you this player for that player. It's like, how do you get out of a bad situation in that case? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a great question. Um, right now, I think you guys should be working on building your ark. It is pouring rain outside. Mm. And uh, the grass is going to look so good tomorrow, Pigskin. It is. Next hour, we got a busy one. Tom Murphy will join us. He'll get, we'll get his thoughts from the week at SEC Media Days. We got to ask him a question about that No Ho Hank reference in his article yesterday in the paper. I didn't see it. It had to be him. It couldn't have been Bob Holt. It had yeah. to be Tom. We'll talk to him about that then. Yeah. You can ask him about that specifically. And we'll get his thoughts on which coaches stood out and what comments stood out about uh, from SEC Media Days. And again, thanks to First Security Bank. We appreciate their longtime support of that. Coffin by Design West and our friends at UAMS Health. Also, next hour, Monty Patel, head coach of the Arkansas uh, TBT team, will join us. And we've got. Our champs and chumps for the week. Sports fans and trivia fans, listen up. Brewskies is bringing sports trivia to Thursday nights. Every Thursday at 7 p.m., come play sports trivia at the best sports bar in town. 22-ounce draft beer specials and $2 Plinko shots keep you from being thirsty, with plenty of pub grub options to keep you from being hungry, too. Arrive early and take advantage of the happy hour specials and stick around after trivia for the Thursday night carry 